0: That's not actually true, is, is this it? thing on? It's on. Okay. It's on. Uh, hey! So we are back after a short break. Hello, America! And uh, look, I have the, it's interesting, the video is much, I, I have it much further away, I think. Yeah, you do. But you know what? That's just the way it's going to be this time, I think.
1: We like to mix it up here at, um, yeah. you know, Awakened Reality, right?
0: They gave us a little extra um,
1: foot space. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a new beer. Oh, yes. Uh, t- today's uh, p- uh, uh, webinar, whatever you want to call it, is sponsored by, well, not really sponsored by for real, but Winnie Amber. Winnie Amber Beer. Ale. Ale. Winnie Amber Ale. ale. Winnie Amber Winnie Amber, 603. Ale. From the 603.
0: So, we had a 603 IPA. Yeah. Um, but Bill spit it out because he doesn't like IPAs.
1: That, because it's got the word P in it. It tastes yeah, like it.
0: I know. Yeah. But Ale. Ale.
1: Ale.
0: It's really good. So that's what we're gonna try tonight, and we've already been trying it a little, a little bit of it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good.
1: It's pretty good. I can dig it.
0: So it's a real beer tasting beer. Is that a good way of describing it? It it's, tastes it's
1: quite succinct, Stephen.
0: It doesn't, ta- you know, it doesn't have all those like fancy like oh, it tastes like rainbows and oranges <laughs> and and coffee. Or it, it just tastes like beer. And tequila
1: and smoke. Yes. You know.
0: Yeah, me- uh, mezcal. <laughs> Bill didn't like that very much. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah.
1: No, I like it. It's good. Like, like that stuff, that mezcal stuff, tasted... Do you ever have, like... Hmm. Do you ever smell, like, body fluids after, like, two days? Yes. Yeah. Like, putrid? Yep. That's what it was. All the me. time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like? Oh. I mean, I haven't drank them. You know?
0: <laughs> well, maybe you should try. In a long time.
1: <laughs> but, you know? <laughs>
0: the so Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's let's jump to July 9th, 1957. Ah. That was the date that he was assigned to Marine Air Control Squadron 1 at Navy Air Facility at Sugi near Tokyo. And he wasn't there for very long. I think um, maybe 3 or 4 months, don't quote me on that. Mm. Um, but it was a very interesting thing because um, because Atsugi was it, was really, it looked just like an innocuous group of buildings that housed um, what was known as the Joint Technical Advisory Group. But in reality, what this actually was, was a. it was the main CIA base mm-hmm. in the Far East. Um, I'm already going to have to re-edit. Um, <clears throat> let me back up. So this is what we can say about Atsugi. Before we talk about it, Sugi, we need to talk about mind control.
1: Oh. And now, we
0: say the word mind control, people might start immediately thinking, oh, you're getting into crazy conspiracy theories. No. <laughs> this is not a conspiracy theory. It's well documented that around this time frame, mm-hmm. around 1957, mm-hmm. both the CIA and the military were doing extensive um, investigation, extensive experimentation Regarding the possibilities of mind control methods.
1: Yep. Yep. And it's, it's documented folks. So when we say that something is real and if you look it up, it'll be documented. This is documented and they admitted
0: it. They admit it then they admit it now. So that's not a conspiracy. Um, so here's, what's Mm. interesting is that there's loads of testimony that indicates that at Sugi was one of the places where these experiments were occurring. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, there are some assassination researchers who have thought that, well, it's kind of interesting that of all the different places that Lee Harvey Oswald could have been sent or could have gone to, why was he sent to Atsuki? And if they were doing all those experiments there, is it possible that he ended up participating in some of these exper- experiments, willingly or unwillingly?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Once you learn a lot about it, maybe you'll say, I think that you'll wind up saying, there's no way that could happen. Because, you know, for what I know and what I know Steve knows, I don't think for half a second Mm -hmm. that Lee Harvey Oswald was ever meant to kill the president. Ever. I think maybe he thought he was, Mm -hmm. but... There's two scenarios because, you know, you'll find out the line, you know, bing, you'll tear of knowledge mm. here that, you know, he was part of a, of an abort team. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to say that because we're not going to get into it now. Yeah. But all it does is muddy the waters even more, but it's that kind of stuff where you start to go, ah, but did the, he really pull the trigger? No. But
0: one thing to remember, though, is that this is six years before oh. the assassination. It's three years before Kennedy was even elected president. And so you don't know what they might have been thinking, you know, how they might have been planning on using him at this point. Well, time. you know,
1: but, you know, a lot of, a, a lot. Of, well, you're right. You're right. And a lot of questions would come out, too. Like, if you know something about it, you're going to say, okay. So if they did that, then it would, it would either, A, be believable because, well, he was found drinking a Coke, calm as hell, no sweat, yeah right in the lunchroom, not a minute after the assassination. yeah Now, how could somebody... After
0: supposedly running down a flight of stairs, or stashing a down, rifle, yeah. Oh, yeah. running down a flight of stairs, I mean, literally, he would have had to sprint oh, yeah. for the entire minute yeah. and yeah. then yeah. show literally no sweat And it's not so.
1: like inside this, the, the sixth floor of the Texas Book Depository uh, they had, he was, the the window that was there was way at the other side of the room, mm-hmm. and the stairs were all the way over the other side of the room. This guy would have had to go through boxes, around yeah. boxes, all the way down to the end of the a hall. A mad
0: sprint. Yeah, and, I down mean, have the you ever, stairs. Have you ever sprinted as fast as you can for a minute? Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's, that's how long it takes, um... You know, a high school athlete, maybe, to run a 400-meter dash. Yep. Oh, you know, and and look, see what they're like at the end of a 400-meter dash. They're like hands on their knees and stuff. Because
1: you know what you do? Mm -hmm. When they came out with the initial time it took them, Uh when the people that tried to debunk the Warren Commission said, wait a minute, there's no way he could have done this. Mm -hmm. Well, they just changed the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) uh, my mistake. (laughs) Hang on, how long do you think it would take? Oh, that's how long it took.
0: I, mean, I can't wait to get to the oh, book I, depository. Oh the, the,
1: oh, oh, the information you're going to find out, and that's what I mean, right? Yeah. There's so many different things. I don't think there's any way this guy could have done all of this stuff.
0: It's it hard to for be me. like
1: a superhuman. Well, plus there were there were people, eyewitnesses. That said they saw somebody else with a weapon. Oh, we're not going to yeah. forget it. We didn't say anything.
0: We're jumping ahead of ourselves. We get excited, but anyway, so, go ahead. So we don't know whether Oswald was um, part of a mind control experiment, but.
1: What we can say is that it's for sure that he was working with the CIA. It's for sure. He had a document, he had a portfolio, he had a profile, Mm -hmm. and there were high-ranking CIA officials.
0: No, I just want to be clear. They deny that. To this day, the CIA denies that Oswald was working for them.
1: Uh, No, no, bro.
0: It's not true. They well,
1: don't. okay, let's let's clarify. I mean, they,
0: they admit that they have the file. They admit all of that, but they don't admit that he was working for them.
1: Well, it, the thing is, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, well, when we get to it, there's a guy who was part of a really high-ranking person mm-hmm. in counterterrorism and all these other things with the CIA that said, "Yeah, uh-huh. I was at the same base he was at when he was being trained. Yeah, to do this stuff." Mm-hmm there were there uh, there's other folks that were there and we'll get the names for you once we get to it that said yeah i don't know what he was doing there because nobody talks about it mm-hmm. why they're there when mm-hmm. they're at these places for whatever they're doing but i saw him there mm-hmm. he was there and he wouldn't be there i mean the guy learned fluid german in six months oswald or fluid russian uh, oh yeah russian sorry in six months yeah six months now the, the base he was sent to in order to do that that's where they send you yeah. when they want you to do this yeah the false defector program all of this stuff so maybe yeah. it was a double switch
0: yeah we're about to get into all of that so yeah uh, so <laughs> um, so in terms of like we don't know whether he was involved in mind control but it does seem very likely um, that he was involved in that that or shouldn't say likely. It's very plausible that Itsugi was at least where he got into the spy business.
1: Yeah, I just wonder where he started it, right? Because I know he was there. He was Unless
0: it a- was way before that, I mean, you know. Some people think that he had been that you know the, the military and the CIA had been cultivating him from you know his, his late teens, and that may be possible. I could see. I could see yeah. very strong arguments. Well, look for that. at
1: him. Look, look at the guy. I mean, you know, and, and, and all the people in his bases were saying he, they called him, what, shitbird, remember? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, a, like a, a, a poor, bullied, skinny young, you know, twerp. Yeah. Who, who, when the CIA sees that, goes, oh, that's the guy we want right there.
0: But this is another possibility that he really got involved here because the CIA was had a strong presence at this base. And also, there's some testimony um, where. A, a, one of his fellow officers um, claimed mm-hmm. that that's what happened, and I'll will t- tell about that right here. Okay. So um, David Bucknell, who was a, a fellow um, a fellow Navy um, or, or fellow Marine, I'm sorry, a fellow Marine um, at Atsugi, he was never interviewed by the Warren Commission, so his testimony didn't get into the Warren report. But he told later told of an incident when. Um, he and when he and Oswald went for beers at a bar near Santa Ana, California. So this was actually after the Atsugi. Okay. So this was um, two years after Atsugi when Oswald was back in the United States, but they were st- he was still a Marine at this point, and he was with David Bucknell, who was also a Marine. And they were both stationed in Santa Ana, California. So while sitting there. The two marines, Bucknell and Oswald, were approached by two women who engaged them in conversation. Then Bucknell said that later that day, Oswald told him that this incident reminded him of, of a similar experience he had had in Atsugi. According to Oswald's story, Oswald had been sitting alone in a Japanese bar when an attractive woman joined him and began asking um, questions about the work that he was doing in Atsugi as a marine. The work that he was doing was he was involved in a, a highly secret U-2 yep. plane. Yep. And uh, and so that's what he was doing. So what Oswald did was he, he went to a superior officer. Well, mm-hmm. That's what he told Bucknell, at least. And he reported what had happened about how that woman had come and started asking him questions.
1: He was basically told to bed down these women
0: and, give and feed them, them
1: disinformation, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. That was very concise. Thank you. I don't. I don't know why I'm saying anything. I should leave it to you. Because no. <laughs> that cut right to the chase of what Oswald was told to do. And so. Uh, and he also
1: got contracted an STD. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: And. Uh, we love you long so long time. You'll never forget it. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> you know herpes is forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't say herpes. Okay.
0: So according to Bucknell, Oswald bedded this lady and gave her misinformation at the orders of his um, direct superior. Now, is there any is there any information that would back this up? This is just one guy who's giving testimony. Well, in fact, there is. Oswald's Marine Corps medical records. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> These <laughs>
0: records show that on September 16th, 1958, Oswald was treated for... You guessed it! Urethri- u- urethritis. Is that the right way to say it? Yep. Acute due to gonococcus gonorrhea. He had a venereal disease. Uh. And what was interesting about this was that for servicemen, a case of gonorrhea often would result in disciplinary measures. They didn't want you to go out sure, and yeah. sleep with a bunch of prostitutes, I guess. Um, however, Oswald's medical records stated origin, is in the origin of the this illness, in line of duty. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, sure. Not
0: due to own misconduct.
1: Yep. yep. And
0: he was absolved of all responsibility. And so the question is. You're given
1: tons of penicillin. Yes.
0: Yeah. So the question is, what is it in? In what way can you con- contract gonorrhea in the line of duty?
1: You probably have sex with somebody. <laughs> And Bucknell's not talking. <laughs> so I thought pretty much it was him. <laughs> not that there'd be anything wrong with that.
0: Yeah, so I. Don't know, what do you think about that? Do you, Do you? I mean, you're in the military. If you, are, is this, is, okay. are these notes overstating it? First are of
1: you, all, how old was he when they told him to go have sex with high-priced hookers in China? He was probably, what, 20, 21? Okay, so how many of you guys that are 21 years old that aren't married... If you were told that you get paid and absolved of any any kind of charges, just to go and get and get a high priced Chinese hooker, please. If I was twenty one again, uh-huh. I'd have to go back four years. I wonder <laughs> if you got a
0: cash advance for that.
1: You got some kind of advance.
0: Eventually, he was assigned to a um, uh, uh, a base at El Toro, California. This was in December twenty second, I think, of nineteen fifty seven. And it was here that Oswald, um, his embrace of communism became more and more public. He was determined to make sure that everybody knew that he was a communist. I wonder why. So he would answer questions with Da or Nyet. He referred to all of his fellow marines as comrade. When he was playing chess, he always wanted the red pieces. And he would refer to them as the victorious red army.
1: Now, okay, Sorry. So this is all happening when yeah. he's a Marine. And, and this is what gets In me... In 1957. Right. This is what gets me, right? Now, now, uh-huh. with what everybody knows, even the most clueless person, <laughs> Yeah. if anybody came up to him and started doing that, they'd be like, all right, why are you doing that? Why, yeah, you're like, doing that for some sort of weird agenda, right? You like posing, right? Yeah, please don't tell me that you're... D- this is bullshit. Yeah. All right? You're really not. And like, like were- if he really
0: was, like, a communist sympathizer, yeah. is that how he would have acted?
1: Well, I, I don't think you... Re- I mean, look... If you're trying to overthrow something, why are you letting everybody know? Yeah. But anyway, here we go.
0: Yeah, and I think we already mentioned his, his uh, marine companions began calling him Os- Oswaldkovich.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And they laughed good. at him a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How Although, about the drink, comrade?
0: <laughs> Although I think a lot of them, most of them, didn't think that he really was a communist.
1: No, oh, I, I still don't think he was a communist.
0: Well, I don't either. Uh, but apparently he didn't fool anybody. But he did leave. <laughs> he did leave behind that you know where where people could testify that he did that. Of course. Um. So remember this Bucknell guy. Yes. So another thing that he said was, he told he said that in in 1959, um, he Oswald and a few other Marines at the El Toro base were ordered to report to the Military Criminal Investigation Division, or the CID. And it was there that a civilian tried to recruit those who had gone for an intelligence operation against communists in Cuba.
1: <laughs>
0: Supposedly, Oswald was selected to make several more trips to the CID, and he later told Bucknell that the civilian was the same person who had been his intelligence contact back at Itsugi. So either, either Bucknell is lying, which he may be, Or it's very clear that Oswald was already involved in anti-communist activities.
1: You know, guys and gals and everybody else, heed my warning, okay? Just because someone might compliment you and might tell you you're perfect for this and you're doing this for your country or you're doing this in the interest of national security or no one else could do this you're the perfect candidate don't believe it don't believe it right you're being played lee harvey oswald wanted that attention he needed that attention Mm -hmm. and they gave it to him he wanted to be special right they gave it to him they said look you know i mean we need you your country needs you and back then that was huge.
0: You're the only person who can do yeah,
1: this. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so you got to do it. You got to do it. You know, you got to do it. And even if he had a second thought, he was like, oh, you got to go home and think about it. Because, boy, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to die if you don't make this right decision. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so he was like, wow, I'm important. Wow, somebody likes me. Mm-hmm. And all the crap they told him to do, he thought that they were helping to do it. Because, well, he, it was important to do it.
0: And you don't need that to be important.
1: No, no. He did, but that he's just one of the kind of people. That's why mm-hmm. the CIA and all those other factions of those mm-hmm. government entities look for that kind of a personality as somebody that can be led.
0: Well, he was somebody who who um, you know he worshipped. He had kind of idol worship of his older brother. He probably had low self esteem, depression, hey, look, various different things.
1: And 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 oh, and, and, and the, if if you're out there right now because you never know who watches this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you're out there right now and you're one of those people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sit and think for half a second. Get out of your head. Get out of how cool you are. Or how important you think you are because that's what you're told. Mm-hmm. Because you could go, just like that. Mm-hmm. Okay? We'll talk about that a little bit. We talk about the Clinton years. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: It's going to be Ch- interesting stuff. Ch- Ch- Trust me,
1: you ain't who you think you are no matter what you think. No mm-hmm. matter how protected you they think you are. You gotta know you're not. You gotta know your days are numbered, bro. So you better do something right now, right, to plan for that shit. Because there are a lot of people that didn't, and there's no way it can be proven what happened to them. Mm-hmm. All right, I had to put that in there. Go ahead. So uh, Bucknell
0: actually, he, he went further and he said that Oswald told him that he what, that he was going to be discharged and uh, discharged from the Marines and asked to go to Russia. Oswald told Bucknell, or Bucknell said that Oswald told him that he was being sent to Russia by American intelligence and that he would return in 1961 as a hero, which did that didn't happen. Maybe he got sent um, by American intelligence, but he certainly wasn't welcomed back as a hero. Nope.
1: Um, well, I mean, yeah, you know. But didn't he, uh, didn't he try to defect
0: Yes. Yeah, we're about to get to that.
1: Okay. I thought he, I know I, I know he did, but I just remember when it was. Um so in um it
0: was in 1959. Or actually, before we we um go into that, I'll mention, you mentioned that he had tried to teach himself Russian.
1: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so he was trying to do that, I think probably in 1958, yeah, he was trying 59. to teach himself Russian. Um, which was kind of an unusual endeavor for a a Marine. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: On February 25th, 1959, he was invited to take a Marine proficiency exam in written written and spoken Russian. His level at this time was rated poor (laughs) in understanding spoken Russian.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then in September of 1959...
1: Uh, uh, How long would that have made it from...
0: From the, the, the first
1: part time he got there till September, how many months? How many?
0: Oh, uh, from where? He when he got where?
1: When he went to to when he was rated as poor?
0: Oh, uh, that would be about ten months. Ten eight months. months okay. Eight or nine months. Okay. Right. Um, so on September 1959, he received a hardship discharge from active service.
1: And why do you, why why
0: why? He claimed his mother needed care.
1: Ah, oh, was it on her? Like hard or or or, or her, uh, colon or cancer or was it a was it what was it? I don't
0: think I think his mother lived until like 1981.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I happen to know. Okay. She hurt her toe. Ouch. Yeah, it, it, it's tragic. You know, back then in 1959, I mean, you know, her toe could be death, could be a death sentence, right? I mean, uh, go figure. Anyway.
0: He didn't go to help his mother. Oh no! After he got no
1: no 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 no! What happened to him?
0: So oh you know,
1: wait, what did he did he learn Russian better ever?
0: Well yes yeah yeah he did. Um, by the time he got back, um, there were people who said that he there were Russians. By the time he got back from Russia, which we'll talk about his time in Russia shortly. Yep. But when he got back to from Russia, and he was only in Russia for like a year or something like that. Um, there were Russians who were living in, um, around where he lived in Texas, who said that he spoke Russian better than they did. Mm. So, apparently, in the year and a half after he was poor in spoken Russian, he was pretty darn yeah, good. Yeah, but
1: you know, Steve, you know what I'm going to call that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Immersion. Oh, I'm just going to call that a, a coincidence. <laughs> a coincidence. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you can learn when you live somewhere. You can learn the language pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so- I had so many people. I'm sorry, I had so many people that when I talk about certain stuff, they go, "Oh, pff, come on, you're paranoid. It's, a it's just a coincidence. Yeah. It can happen. Oh, you try to say it can't happen? I'm like, bro. First, you didn't do any research at all. You're going to tell me just one little thing? Okay, yeah. If your limited brain is going to only listen to one thing, I get it. Yeah, the people
0: who want to shoot down these ideas is like a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, nine times out
1: of ten, they're the people who haven't looked at any of the facts. Yeah, they got they get one thing and they grab onto one thing because it's the only thing they can grab onto. Yeah, you know it's and I don't not taking it away from them. It's just you know Jesus, it's right there in front of you, right? That's true. I mean, what about like you know, where are the people
0: (laughs) who have studied all of this in depth? Yeah, who who aren't you know like government agents or something like that, but people who have studied it in depth who then come back and say. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I guess st- I'm wrong. I've studied. I've studied all of this. <clears and throat> yeah. I've looked at all the facts, and I've looked yeah. at all the coincidences, and I still think that yeah. there's nothing weird
1: going on here. Yeah, they don't. People like that don't exist. I can name one. Oh, you know who I'm going to say? Uh, Very important attorney, uh, prosecutor. Who? Charles Manson's prosecutor. What's his name? Vincent. Vincent Bugliosi. Oh, okay. Who wrote a six thousand page book, slamming all the controversial theories? Of course, you about know that.
0: There's always going to be a way to make money on. You know, he took an angle, like he saw an opportunity to make money that way. It's
1: either that or somebody paid him to do it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it, but the book. If I didn't read it, but from what I'm finding out from people who have, uh-huh. they blatantly leave out certain information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. You never know until you read the six thousand, or you hear from somebody who actually did, who actually done it. Because we do 6, both sides 000. of the coin. Oh. Yeah, we do oh. both sides Sorry. of the coin here at this at this video. I'm about. not
0: reading the six thousand no, book. No, no,
1: I'll take his word for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, if you want to, you know, you listen to the guy who did this. You go to the, you get the book, or you find a PDF and you look at it to see if it was actually there. And you go, okay, what he said was right. Yeah. But I'm not going to read six thousand because I don't have to. Yeah. Okay, I don't have to read six thousand to know what I know. Uh huh. Anyway, moving on. So we mentioned
0: it was September of 1959 that he was discharged from the Marines, and then it was October of 1959 when Oswald traveled to the Soviet Union. Uh Um, He had planned this trip well in advance, because he had started learning Russian more than a year ahead of time, and he had also saved... $1,500 $1,500 of his Marine Corps salary, which actually is equivalent to about $10,000 in today's money, and, and before he went, he he had told his mother that he was going to New Orleans to work for an import-export firm. Ah! But that was a lie. Ah! In, and then he, <laughs> in, a, in a letter that he mailed just before he, he sailed for Russia, he wrote quote, I have booked passage on a ship to Europe. I would have had to I would have had to sooner or later, and I think it's best I go now. Just remember above all else that my values are different from Robert's, his brother, or yours. It is difficult to tell you how I feel. Just remember this is what I must do. I did not tell you about my plans because you could hardly be expected to understand. Hmm. So I don't know, does that sound like somebody who's Who's saying you can't understand how I feel because I'm a communist, or you can't understand because I'm a CIA agent and I can't tell you any of this?
1: It sounds to me like the <laughs> latter, but I will say—I mean—he it, it leaves know, it up in the air. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. All right, do does anyone out there watch reality TV? Like, let's get, let's say, uh-huh.
0: the Bachelorette,
1: or the Bachelorette, or or even better, uh-huh. right, Dance Moms. Okay. Yeah. Is that a show? Oh yeah. Oh, I want
0: to see that show. That was probably uh, pretty fun. But I'll
1: tell you, all right. Or or good dancers. Or or the. Uh, I bet uh, they're great. Are they really good dancers? The some. Moms? No, the moms don't dance. It's just dance moms, but it's all about the kids. But they. Oh, they show us the it's moms stupid. dance. Stupid. It's stupid. Anyway, okay. Anyway. Some of the lines that these people say. Uh huh. Some of the scenarios. Now you got to understand, folks. Now I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna really scare some of you. Okay. All right. It's not.
0: Reality television is not real?
1: It's not real! My life will never be the same. It's not. And for those of you going, oh, that's bullshit. Just, 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 trust me. Trust me. But it's real because
0: everything is real. No,
1: when, when, when. But it's not. They're, they're
0: putting, but they're, they're, it's a performance. You
1: know, it's funny, right? Because what do you do? You you see? I mean, I know. So say the people out there, how many are there? You know, can I get a whoop whoop for the people that watch Dance Moms, right? I don't. Unless my wife watches it. Mm. But when I do, it's like you go, okay, first of all, I, these two moms are fighting, right? Oh, really? Like, In a back parking lot. Like, like yeah. And, and and the producer is like standing there. What
0: are they fighting over? Whose well, daughter's the better but, dancer?
1: Yeah. Like, oh, yours is pick because of this. Yours is pick because of that. And they start fighting. Uh-huh. So, so, but the producer's there. And cameras are at three different angles.
0: Yeah, but they're not going to stop that. But,
1: but follow me. Follow me people, maybe yeah. you just don't know about just gonna film. just going to do
0: the zoom in on that.
1: But I'm going to tell you, right? You ever see a, a cell phone video of an actual fight? Yeah, it's always like Yeah, you get one little view from one little angle. Uh-huh. Yet find me one, if you can, I doubt you can. Find me one reality television fight that was taken from one camera. <laughs> Now if, if it's from more than one, it's fake.
0: Because they planned it. They they, they were there. They right. were ready.
1: Because how do they know to do a quick cut to a different camera angle? And trust me when I say, Steve, you'll agree. Well you can't do two scenes. Well
0: it's not live. Because they can do the editing. No, of course after they the can. Back, but they but they but there there still had to be two cameramen. And believe right it, there. if
1: if you know anything, if you're looking at something this way and you're yelling at somebody this way, uh-huh. and the camera's coming this way. And then in the same conversation, the camera's coming from that way. Yeah, yeah. There's a real good chance that it was planned, and they said, okay, we're going to take another shot from this way. We're going to choreograph <laughs> so, it. So, can so, you fight? Can you, yeah. you throw that left hook again? Yeah, say this again. Yeah. And I've proven it. I've seen people like in uh, oh, the challenge on MTV mm-hmm. where they recap uh-huh. the day before stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And the people are saying different things. <laughs> I know for a fact and I played it back and proved it to Allie. I said, "Oh, no, 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 no." He said, "This last time." I was like, "Oh, no he didn't."
0: Well, you know when I was in when I lived in Massachusetts, some of the people, a couple of the people that I knew who were trying to become professional actors, yeah. They went on like they went on reality television shows. That's what that's one of the ways that they were trying to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, oh they
0: yeah. Of, and, they, and they would yeah. advertise, like, you know, watch me on whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But, so. it,
1: but my point to this whole thing is, folks, right? Whether you believe it or not, that to me, what he said to his mom, was something that was totally scripted. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, it was him just being totally delusional. Mm-hmm. Thinking that he is, oh, wait a minute, I might have said it before, more important than he really is.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely well written. Of course it is. If you want to... If, if you want to, one, put their minds at ease as mu- best you can, mm-hmm. but then not give too much away, yeah. it's written very cleverly. Of course
1: it is. Of
0: course it um, is. So speaking Pretty of.
1: Pretty good for old Shipbird, wasn't it? Shipbird, it was probably, yeah. Okay. yeah okay. I'm
0: sorry, you had a beer? No, it's okay. We're only at 42 minutes. you got you got to stay dry um. for another <laughs> 18. <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So almost immediately after arriving in Russia, Oswald informed his. Tourist guide or in tourist guide, of his desire to become a Soviet citizen, and then he then started going to all these different Soviet officials, telling them that he wanted to become a Soviet citizen, and uh, and they were kind of like the, the the Soviets that he came across. they were like, you know, like yeah, yeah, like, uh, okay, yeah, okay spy, yeah. <laughs> and so they weren't really that interested. And um, according to his diary, he was giving them vague answers about how great the Soviet Union
1: was.
0: (laughs) And then, um, on October 21st of 1959, Oswald was, this was the day that his visa was due to expire. He was told that his citizenship application for the Soviet Union had been refused and that he had to leave the Soviet Union that evening. What he then did was, mm. he gave his wrist. He essentially cut open his wrist.
1: Oh yeah, and, yeah.
0: And he gave himself a minor but very bloody wound. Apparently, mm. he was very skillful in yeah. in making in making it very bloody, but nothing that was mm. all that dangerous. And he then ended up going up to his. Um, he ended up having to stay because of that, because you know. Because of his self-inflicted injury, the Soviets kept him in a Moscow hospital under psychiatric observation for a full week, all mm. the way until October twenty-eighth.
1: You, know, you know, and 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 look, you know, I gotta say, I was just like him for about that much time in my life. When I was when I was in the service, like I said before in another podcast, I. I just shot you if, if a guy with more stripe than me says mm-hmm. shoot him, and, and, and I would never ask why. Mm-hmm. It's not my job. You want to talk about total brainwash, man? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you don't got it. You don't got it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had the same kind of patriotism he has, uh-huh. but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so many people that are just lost in that, and, and those are the ones that are going to be the ones that are hard to twist. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? So three days later. On October thirty-first, Halloween, Oswald appeared at the United States Embassy in Moscow, and declared his uh, his desire to renounce his U.S. citizenship. The problem was, uh, well, actually, he he told the U.S. Embassy interviewing officer, a man called Richard Edward Snyder, that quote, he had been a radar operator in the Marine Corps, and that. He had voluntarily stated to unnamed Soviet officials that once he was a Soviet citizen, he would make known to them such information concerning the Marine Corps and his specialty as he possessed. And according to this, um, <laughs> according to this, Mr. Snyder, Oswald intimated that he knew things of special interest. So he essentially went to the U.S. Embassy and told them, "You know what? I'm. I want to renounce my U.S. citizenship." I'm going to become a Soviet citizen. And by the way, I have very top secret, important information, and I'm going to tell him everything I possibly can tell
1: him. And he walked out of that office. And he walked alive. right out. Yep. Alive. Well, yeah, walked out alive, walked out without them doing anything about it. Oh, I can just about guarantee you now, bro. And, and anybody, that's
0: documented. That's yeah. not, this is.
1: And anybody, look, anybody that knows anything about anything, okay? <laughs> if you now, If you try that now, mm-hmm. if you try anything like that now, I don't believe he threatened. threatened oh, yeah.
0: threatened the United States.
1: I don't believe he'd walk out of the office now. There was a reason and they Ellen, would arrest him immediately. And, and it's not even as bad that way communist wise as it was then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Hoover was freaking a psychopath about this.
0: This was the the time of Eisenhower.
1: Or Eisenhower well, still, still but still Eisenhower was the same way.
0: Everybody was they, this was they, in the they, middle of the
1: red yeah, scare. You can't be a commie sympathizer, right? Yeah. It, he wouldn't have made it out of there alive. Why did he make it out of there alive? Nah. Well, they
0: wanted... He came in there to make that statement so that it could be documented yep. so that later on, you know, they had that documentation could be used in a certain way. Now, this is... The, another thing which is interesting is that... Uh, um, well, actually, a little more information about that. Um, John McVicker, a different person there, another a senior consultant officer... According to him, quote, he felt that Oswald was following a pattern of behavior in which he had been tutored by a person or persons unknown. Oswald seemed to be using words he had learned but did not fully understand. In short, it seemed to me that there was the possibility that he had been in contact with others before and during his Marine Corps tour who had guided him and encouraged him in his actions. So this is a second person. This is not just Snyder. This is now a second officer who was at the embassy who spoke with Oswald at the time, who essentially was, was saying Oswald was being coached through this process. Another thing that may indicate that he was, was coached was that despite his marching into the embassy and announcing that he wanted to renounce his citizenship, he did not actually renounce his citizenship. Since it was a Saturday, Snyder, the man that he had Mm. talked to, told Oswald that he would have to return on a normal business day (laughs) to fill out the actual paperwork. (laughs) Oswald never actually returned, despite um... claiming that he was determined to renounce his citizenship. And so technically, his citizenship was never actually renounced. So the question um, is, is there a reason... Perhaps his three-day wait, because he waited in the in his hotel room for three days before he came to the embassy. He could have come on Thursday. He could have come on Friday. He wasn't his, his injury had been was essentially healed by then. Yeah. He he waited those two days, but then he came on the one day when he could not technically renounce his citizenship. Declare that he was determined to renounce yeah. it, and then
1: never came back again. Sounds to me like somebody who was planning so many steps ahead. He's pretty genius. Or somebody that was around him was a genius. Yeah. So... Oh, but that would just be a coincidence. Did we just say that word?
0: And so he was told that, he could, that, if, that all he had to do was come back on Monday and he could renounce the citizenship. He didn't. But four or five days later, on November 3rd, he sent the embassy a letter protesting what he claimed was its refusal to accept his renunciation of citizenship. Again, leaving more of a paper trail about yeah. this. Yeah. However, he no, never showed up in person to pursue the act, and when embassy personnel attempted to contact him, he refused to see them. Unbelievable. Some more some more um, laying of the tracks. During the same time frame, Oswald granted two newspaper interviews, one to um, Aline Mosby of UPI and I don't know what that is I should look that up but it's some kind of a newspaper and the other um, to um, somebody who is a representative of the North American Newspaper Alliance Syndicate during these interviews Oswald um, went on and on about his fervent support of Marxism and um, and he explained how his ideals were the communist ideals etc and both of these papers, or both of the the reporters, um, they reported his comments to newspapers in the United States, and articles appeared in the in major newspapers in the United States about Oswald and about how he had become a communist. So this is something. Even some of them were on like the front pages. Unbelievable.
1: Of, uh, well, no, it's believable. Uh,
0: matter of fact, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Well, actually, here's a quote that that oswald gave to um the associated press reporter Eileen mosby he said quote i'm a marxist i became interested interested about the age of 15 from an ideological viewpoint an old lady handed me a pamphlet about saving the rosenbergs i looked at the paper and i still remember it for some reason i don't know why it's not really that interesting a quote. i might cut that out hmm. but um but anyway the gist of it is is that the associated press Uh, reported the story of Oswald defecting to the Soviet Union, and their story was made the front pages of some newspapers in 1959. So it is not the case that Oswald was only on front pages once he killed JFK. He was on front pages in 1959
1: due to this defection. Of course he was. And he really wanted to defect yeah. but believe it or not, there was a uh, false defector program that has been documented. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It's funny, right? Because, well, you know, I, you know, he goes to Russia, mm-hmm. meets up with this uh, honey. Yeah. Marina. Marina. Yeah, and uh, you know, after about a month. Two months, uh-huh. they get married. But interesting, yeah. Marina's father
0: uh-huh.
1: worked for the Russian equivalent of the CIA. KGB? Mm. And he's the one that okayed it. Now, there's speculation. Okay their wedding? Or their marriage, I mean? He okayed the marriage. Now, there's speculation that, that Marina was also, uh-huh. you know... Uh, I mean, the spy game's kind of funny. It's like, they they do things right right in the middle, right in plain sight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, nobody knows what's really going on. Oh, sure! Would you like to be a spy? Do you think it would be fun to be a spy? Uh, You know, no. No? Not because of what I know now. I mean, people are going to know. I mean, first of all, I don't trust the government. Oh, Bill!
0: But I mean, if you really did trust the government, would be fun to be a spy?
1: Oh, yeah. 007, man. 007!
0: But really, it's just years and years and years of just innocuous kind of cuz you
1: never know what's true. Yeah. I mean, how I know, dude. No. But I
0: love James Bond movies. Oh, of course
1: you do. Cuz cuz he was doing all the right things for the right reasons, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know, um it's just yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, but, but it's funny though. But not only that. She meets two people with the names Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh. Yeah. Wait a minute. We didn't talk about that. You're saying? Well, you're right. We didn't. But they're saying that Two different people met two different Lee Harvey Oswald. One was Lee Harvey Oswald, one was Harvey or Lee Oswald, one was Harvey Oswald or Lee Harvey or something like that. Yeah. But it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of like gray matter that just kind of muddies things, you know what I mean? It's like, but the thing is, he had no money. Uh huh. How'd he get all the way back? Remember, are we back? Are we to the point where he came back from Uh, Russia yet?
0: Not yet. Nope. No, Mm. we're very thorough. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about his life in Russia. Um, and this doesn't really point in any one direction. It's just, you know, we're being thorough. Maybe somebody can glean something from this. There it is. So Oswald wanted to attend Moscow State University, where I've actually been there before. Uh-huh. I had some friends there when I was in Russia. Um, and, uh, but he, he didn't get to attend that. Instead, he was sent to Minsk to work as a lathe, 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 I think, operator at the Gor- Gorizont electronics factory, which produced radios, televisions, and military and space electronics. Wow. Um, And uh, Oswald received a government-subsidized, fully furnished studio apartment in a prestigious building, and he also received an additional supplement to his factory pay, which allowed him to live very comfortably um, compared to the way most kind of working class people in Soviet Russia um, would have lived at the time. Though he was kept under constant surveillance by the Soviets. Of course. Which isn't surprising. Nope. Um, And so there's a lot of speculation um, about kind of what he did when he was there, uh, but it's really hard to um, get a lot of facts. Really the only thing which we know for certain about his time in Russia. I mean, we know a few other things which we'll get to, but we do know that he he lived pretty darn well, and some people have thought that maybe that was indicative of some sort of special relationship with Soviet officials. Though I don't really buy that, because, you know, I I think it's very common when you think about these sort of regimes. Like in North North Korea now, if you, let's say you manage to go visit North Korea right now, you'll end up living the high life while you're there. Because they want to make it look like everything's super oh. wonderful. So I kind of wonder if that was the same thing that was going on with him there as well. Like, if you're an American and you happen to be there, they're going to essentially try to make it look like life is great for for everybody there.
1: And maybe that's maybe that's something that you're told, though. Yeah, you know? maybe, I mean, maybe. You know, I mean, the, the thing that sucks about misinformation mm-hmm. or disinformation, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's like the word itself is, is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Because in itself, it's telling you that even disinformation is, is, could be disinformation. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: frustrating, man. Yeah, so, so you already mentioned um, the question about how Oswald was able to speak Russian so well. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually talked about that during the Warren Commission. Um, so General Counsel J. Lee Rankin. Um, so he was... Uh, so somebody asked him this question. And his quote was, we are trying to run that down to find out what he studied at the Monterey School of the Army in the way of languages. And so the Monterey School was um, one of the government schools for giving sophisticated and rapid language courses. Um, And so they never actually said that he studied there. Mm. Probably because they were wondering like why, you have this guy who's claiming to be this big communist. Why would the military have chosen to... Give him a crash course in Russian, but that being said, it seems more likely that he learned it through you know one of these schools rather than you know he was a high school dropout just kind of teaching yeah. himself on the fly, yeah, 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 you know, lo- reading books and etc. Um, now here's an interesting um, bit of information or a quote which maybe you've heard. I know I'm kind of jumping around oh, the place, me, but where yeah. we're where you know. Oswald's in Russia, and we're just throwing stuff out. On June 3rd, 1960, when Oswald was in Russia, FBI Director Hoover wrote to the State Department's Office of Security, and this is what he wrote, quote, Since there is a possibility that an imposter is using Oswald's birth certificate, any current information the Department of State may have concerning subject will be appreciated. Mm-hmm. That's Hoover himself. Writing about writing this to the State Department about Oswald while Oswald is in Russia. So, what do you make of that?
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) if it comes from the big guy, Uh come on. I mean, everybody's got to believe it.
0: I mean, isn't it amazing how famous this guy was? Yeah, you know, like I think most Americans think about Oswald as being like this nobody who nobody knew about who then killed Kennedy and then got super famous, but already, you know, we have him in 1959. Being on the front pages of newspapers, we have in 1960, J. Edgar Hoover, you know, the top guy of the FBI, you know, writing letters about him. I mean, it's kind of amazing, isn't it?
1: You know what else is? It's it's um, just it just it kills me, right? That you know some folks. I mean, I want to show you a picture of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's see, Uh, Oswald. In the Miroslav to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> now, there was a picture that I and I saw that I want everybody to look at. This one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know that's a great picture. Now
1: it? I gotta say wait, ah. where the hell is it? I gotta say There it is. Now I, when I show you this picture folks, I wanna give it a little bit of a of a, a beginning. He looks right? like
0: he looks like he should be on the Andy Griffith show or right. something.
1: Right. Now, like now now just if you were part of a bad government, right, and, and you wanted to find a guy, who might just be the biggest, fall guy, twerp, shitbird, kind of guy, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and say the guy in charge of picking this fool was walking down the street one day in the very very month of May, and saw this guy walking down the street, what would you do? <laughs> Now I don't know if you can see it that well. Oh, there's it. Good. There you okay. Go. So if you see that picture, I like like, 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 right like, like, let's just know. let's just talk about. It. I mean, I that why he looks happy, dude. That that should say please, please abuse me. Right. Not that we would. We'd be nice to him. Dude, I would call... I would. I think Shitbird is a perfect name. When, when I was so 20 in the service... Oh, oh, Well, when you were 20 in the service, that was a long time ago. He'd, and, and you know what? I'd love to find out if he got his ass beat in high school. It just... Okay. Well, we know that he got in a lot of fights. Yeah. Oh, just because... Just because of this doesn't mean that all people that, you know, get beat up in high school... I think he was tough, though. Because, I mean, I don't think that when he was in high school, I think he fought back.
0: I think he... Stood well, up for himself I mean, as and you, best he but could. the thing is, 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 but he was a target.
1: He's still a shipper. He I mean, looks like a target. Yeah, and and, and you know, <laughs> that's true. It's too bad. It's too bad. But I honestly think this poor idiot. Watch trading Trading Places. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's such a good movie. <laughs> okay,
1: I bet you a dollar, William, that I can take this bum off the street, and turn him into a millionaire in a week. Uh huh. No, not that person. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they did. They took this guy and they turned him into what everybody thinks is something. Mm-hmm. And although I think there was a lot about him that that maybe he did do because you know he might have given the Russians a little bit of information about when the U2 was shot down over Russia mm-hmm. or over America over Russia, yeah. Um, but I think that was something he was told to give anyway because, well, getting ahead of ourselves. I Sometimes
0: think. you have to give a little to get a little well they give also, a little to get a lot. The,
1: the powers that or be, I believe, wanted, lot, they lot. wanted to um, they wanted to nix the, the oh. peace talks with oh, the big four.
0: Yeah. Right? You're right, you're right. That you, that makes total sense. That's why. Yeah.
1: It may have been why he was told to say, I know a lot of stuff.
0: Uh, Oswald wrote in his diary in, 19, in January of 1961, quote, I am starting to reconsider my desire about staying. Ah. This was... Only, what, when did he first get there? Let me remind myself. He first got there in October of 1959. And so I guess he was there, um, so this was about 15 months later. I am starting to reconsider my desire about staying. The work is drab. The money I get has nowhere to be spent. No nightclubs or bowling alleys. No places of recreation except the trade union dances. (laughs) I have had enough. Shortly after this, Oswald who had never formally renounced his U.S. citizenship, um, you know, uh, coincidentally, wrote to the embassy of the United States in Moscow, requested the return of his American passport, and proposed his return to the United States, assuming the charges against him would be dropped. Mm -hmm. And then, talk about an active life, two months later, Oswald met Marina... Pruskayova. Ooh. Pruskayo, Pruskayova, Pruskao, Prusakova. I should know how to say this. I don't. If I if I could see it written in Russian, I could pronounce it. But in English, I don't know how to how to say it. Where is it? Prusakova, probably. Marina Prusakova. Suffocated.
1: Suffocated. Suffocated. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, a nineteen-year-old pharmacy student. Well, looky there. They married less than six weeks later. Oh, April. look at that, would you? And then, get this math. Um, so they married in April. Their first child, named June, was born in February 1962. Let's do this. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Nine months. So he had a fruitful wedding night, apparently.
1: Yes, he did.